You know what? As immortal as he appears, Tom Brady's just like us. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He's not the first and won't be the last person to change his mind after breaking up with somebody on Instagram. The Rich Eisen Show. Can I hit the heat check drop just once? Just well, this once. is the first Mike, day. will you just let me host the show? I'm sorry, Rich. Earlier on the show, <laughs> NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Coming up, Baseball Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. Famed rock musician and producer Brett Michaels. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this program. We've got Brett Michaels, the uh, longtime frontman of the rock band, if you will, Poison, will be here in hour number three. It's his birthday, so we're thrilled and honored that he would show up here on his birthday and hang out with us, keeping an eye on everything going on in NFL and Major League Baseball free agency. Freddie Freeman, it's apparently down to the Dodgers and everybody in the uh, American League East, (laughs) not named, named, I guess, uh, the Orioles. Yeah. So that's what's up with Freddie Freeman. Don't let my team get him. <laughs> I, I, will be, I will be obnoxious. Please, Lord, don't let that happen. <laughs> I know that. He, suddenly he would be like, oh, yeah, well, Atlanta Braves who? Yeah, don't right. really care. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got multiple teams now, so it doesn't uh, really matter. He's good to go. That's true. That's true. I we're don't have multiple teams. <laughs> the house um, has multiple, multiple teams make me happy. And uh, guys, just you know, get your act together, please, and oh, clean up your workspaces because we have an all-time great waiting for us on the on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. He is a Hall of Famer, and his documentary on his uh, life and career facing Nolan was just screened at South by Southwest Baseball Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, sir? Good, Rich. How are you? I'm doing great. I am just doing great, man. I'm such. A, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. So I'm. Uh, I'm honored that you have uh, called into the show. Uh, well, thank you. You bet. So, what about this documentary uh, w- uh, appealed to you about uh, having it made and doing it, Nolan <laughs> Ryan? Well, to be honest with you, I really had put it off. I'd had a few requests, but uh, it wasn't something that uh, I really cared about doing and my children and my wife kept uh, on me about they felt like I needed to do it for my grandchildren and and so I finally consented to it and uh, and I feel like the guys did a really good job on it I was real pleased with the results so um, when was the first time you realized you could throw a baseball really well Nolan you know, growing up and playing Little League, I couldn't throw any harder than anybody else. I could probably throw the ball further than anybody, but not harder. And after my sophomore year in high school, when I went out for the baseball team that spring, I hit my last growth spurt, and uh, when I went out for the team, it was like I had somebody else's arm. And uh, I don't have an explanation for that, uh, but uh, that's first time that it showed that uh that i had this uh gift and um what was it like being on the mets when you first started in the late 60s the 69 mets the famed mets team that still resonates today with seaver on the mound and kuzman and the rest of that staff and you were in the pen if i'm not mistaken correct nolan well, what had happened was I, I was in and out of the rotation.
quotation, but uh, I had a military obligation. That was back in the days of the Vietnam War, and I was in a top priority reserve unit in Houston. So every other weekend, I had to fly to Houston for my reserve meetings, and because of that, uh, I never was consistently in the rotation. And so when uh, when I wasn't in the rotation, they'd put me in the bullpen and. Yeah, I uh, the biggest thing challenge I had was I had control problems and I didn't really understand my delivery and what I had to do until I went to the California Angels and I was uh, then my obligation with the uh, reserves was over and I started pitching every fourth day. Huh. So did uh, what was it like being a teammate of Seaver? Nola. Tom had a big influence on my career because he was the first player I ever played with that was as focused as he was, and his intent was to make baseball a career, and, and he approached uh, approached his career that way. And, and so I, being a teammate of his and being a friend of his, uh, I was able to observe him on a day-to-day basis, and it definitely had an influence on me. The toughest hitter you had to face early in your career was who, Nolan? Oh, back in those days, because I was uh, really a, just a fastball pitcher, was Willie McCovey, Willie Stardell, the left-handed power hitters that were good fastball hitters. And then, obviously, it changed later in my career when I faced uh, left-handers that didn't swing in bad pitches, didn't help you out, uh, people like... Pete Rose and George Brett, Rod Carews, Tony Gwynn, those kind of guys. What about Clemente? What about him? Clemente was a very aggressive right, right-handed right hitter, and if he left a ball up out over the plate, he'd hit, he'd hit the ball to any part of the ballpark and was a fun guy to, ch- to, be, to pitch to because he was such a challenge. And uh, what about Rose? Walk me through Pete Rose facing well, him. Rose... Rose, I thought, was a better off-speed hitter than he was a fastball hitter, but he had the unique ability to foul off pitches until he got a pitch that he could handle. What was the guy that you were most pleased to have hit, Nolan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I hadn't really ever thought about that. No, that's why I ask it. (laughs) What do you got? One where like, okay, you know what? I didn't mean to hit him, but I'm glad I did. Anything like that? Yeah, well, I came close to him. Nobody, nobody. There's nobody just leaps to mind from back no. in your day. All right, that that's uh, that's all water underneath the bridge from back in your day. Um, Pretty much so. You know, pitching changed considerably. They don't pitch inside much anymore. And and uh, when you came up to the big leagues, it was understood that you were going to pitch inside. So who's the guy that um, that I guess showed you, or when you were coming into the league, or growing up, to, that pitching inside was crucial. Which was that I tell guy? You who, who had an influence on me was Don Drysdale. He was an announcer with the Angels sure. when I was there, and uh, on road trips, on whether we were in the plane or the bus, we'd sometimes get to talking pitching and talk about uh, setting up hitters and how you approach them and about pitching inside. You know, it's pretty incredible, Nolan Ryan here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, uh, Facing Nolan is a documentary that you should all seek out. It just got screened at South by Southwest. 
and it's uh, on the upcoming festival circuit right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, it's amazing. You know, you're in the Guinness Book of World Records for uh, breaking 100 miles an hour. That's still in there. And it seems, you know, if you don't throw 100 miles an hour or don't have the opportunity to touch 100 miles an hour, you, you, you're not going to be coming out of somebody's pen these days. It seems like everybody, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth innings, openers instead of uh starters it just seems that that's the the state of major league baseball what do you think of that development about the sport well i'm not a big fan of the way they're using pitching in the big leagues nowadays and the fact that starters are going four or five innings because i really feel like that you're underutilizing those people and they're usually your best pitchers and so uh why wouldn't you try to get more innings out of them and, and put less pressure on the bullpen. And then uh, the thing that they want out of the bullpen is to bring big upside arms in and just have them throw the ball by people and pitch an inning. And uh, you don't have long men and, and uh, you have a, a combination of sh- uh, short relievers. And when I was pitching on a four-day rotation in California, we had nine pitchers on our pitching staff. And now you have 13 to 14 on Major League staff, and it's because how they use them. Well, what if somebody had come uh, up to you on the mound and, you know, it's top five, right? It's top five. You're not even yet through, um, you know, uh, an official, if you will, start to try and get a win. Tie game guy on first but it's the third time through the order and the leadoff guy comes up and the manager asks for the ball because they see the numbers that third time through the order is not your strong suit what would you have said in that regard nolan well you know obviously that wasn't our mindset in those days when you started the game we uh our intent was to finish a game and i i think i had two years in a row and i'm, I'm doing this off memory and i don't have a memory like like Pete Rose does, so I can't recall <laughs> pitches and stuff. But uh, I want to say that I completed 26 games two years in a row, and uh, nowadays you wouldn't even have uh, the 26 complete games in all the major leagues. Why? You know, is it just I? I it, it's just I mean, obviously you you spent some time uh, in the, the baseball recently. Um, what was the conversation in these front offices? On this well, sort of business. I, I, you know, no. analytics has taken over the game, and and they're right about the third time through the order. The the hitters have a better opportunity and a better feel for what you're throwing, what your pitches look like, and and it increases their chances of getting a base hit. But uh, if you have, could you picture taking Tom Seaver out in the fourth or fifth inning? I don't think so. I, I I hear you. So did you ever say something in the room and um and 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 I guess got into some sort of a debate on the well, subject? Well, when now? I worked uh, uh, for the Astros, they didn't include players, um, ex-players, in those discussions because the general manager had never played the game, and the analytical people had never played the game, and <clears throat> what we thought went totally against what uh, their numbers were telling them, so they didn't want to hear it. So what would your suggestion be if you, Nolan Ryan, could wave, you know, a Nolan Ryan wand um, 
and uh, and say this needs to be implemented in Major League Baseball, what would it be? Well, I would honestly use my starters longer. But, you know, with analytics, you can evaluate uh, whether a player the third time through the lineup uh, pitcher is he's losing his stuff. His spin rate isn't as good and his movement isn't as good on his pitches. And once that shows with an individual, then you can make that change. But when you have people, and I'm going to use Seaver for an example, uh, the Tom Seaver pitching for you, you're better off than, uh, even if he doesn't have as quite as good a stuff uh, in the sixth or seventh inning as he had in the first or second inning. He's still with the competitor that is it, he is and the ability to throw the ball where he wants it. It's still your best option. Nolan Ryan here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I, I've, I've waited 10-plus minutes to ask this question. I think <laughs> you know what's coming, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, the time where Rob and Ventura charged the mound on you, Nolan. What What's your recollection of that day and that moment when he charged well, the mound? There was a history between the White Sox and the Rangers that year of kind of bad blood. We had had a fight with them earlier in the year. And uh, Robin's first time up at the plate, I left the ball out over the plate, and he got to hit the left field. And uh, so the next time up, I was going to pitch him in, and I just got too far in to hit him. And uh, I think because of uh, of the fact that uh, we had had a fight earlier and there were hard feelings between those two teams, that he just reacted. Well, I mean, you were 20 years his senior, Nolan, so were you surprised that he was actually charging the mound on you? Yeah, I think any time that happens, you're surprised by it, but uh, mainly from Robin because that wasn't his nature. Right, at all. Was it your nature to give noogies to the top of his head, <laughs> Nolan? Well, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just react to the situation, and... Uh, as I've said, you know, when I go somewhere, it's about the third third question that comes up is about Robin Ventura. And I always said, you know, it's of uh, all the things that had happened in my career, that's the thing I'm remembered for. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, somebody who's 20 years somebody's senior um, whooping uh, somebody like that will, will always leap out. And then it's somebody of your stature, and Robin's a terrific player in his own right and a really great guy <laughs> it was definitely yeah, out of is. his character he's nice as he can be and and like i say i think it's just a, uh the moment you know I'm, I'm sure it was and so how many people charged the mound on you in your career how how often did that Three. happen who are the others Willie McCovey and uh, Dave Winfield. Winfield? <laughs> what, what, happened, what happened with those moments? What happened with those guys? Well, in Willie McCovey's case, it was in spring training, and, and uh, I think he just reacted just like Robin did. Uh-huh. And with Dave Winfield, it was his free agent year with uh, uh, San Diego, and uh, – our book on him was to pitch him in and stay in on him, and so I, I had thrown three fastballs in on him, and he just, I think, was so frustrated because he was in a mini slump uh, that he just reacted. Did you get them, too? Did you send them home, too? No well, uh, those other two guys are a handful. <laughs> that they are. Have you ever spoken to them about it in Cooperstown, any of those moments? No one? You know, uh, 
uh, I'd seen uh, uh, Willie uh, several times, and obviously there weren't any hard feelings. And, and Dave, I see him periodically, and I, I feel the same way about it. Just uh, it's just uh, the moment of being competitive. So, who's the uh, pitcher, uh, Nolan, that you'd you'd you know put hard-earned American dollars down to watch pitch today? I like Garrett Cole. I think that uh, he's aggressive. He pitches well. He has good stuff, and uh, he's a competitor. Okay. And when was the last time you got on a mound? A long time ago. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, I could still throw for a long time after I retired, but those days are definitely over. Okay, so when was the last time you touched 100? When was the last time that happened for you? Was <laughs> it was a long time ago, too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, like, if I put you on a mound right now, Nolan, what, like, what, 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 what do you think you can get up to? What do you think? Oh, I don't think the radar would read on it. Oh, it's come on. Pathetic. Come on now. Come on now. Well, you got to realize I'm 75 years old. I know. So? That's, that's just a number. That's just that's just a number. That's it. I mean, you could touch. What? Come on. What? You you could touch eighty right now. You could throw your. Let's put it this way. You could throw your age right if we put you on a mound right now. I would like to think I could. <laughs> just trying to. My son's just playing. He, he's a lefty. He's just starting little league right now. So I'm just trying to. I'm going to show him this interview later on, so he can. Well, you, you got him going the right way of being a left-hander. I do. <laughs> When he picked a, ba- a ball up with his left hand for the first time, I turned to my wife. I'm like, we are retiring 45 years from now. That is exactly right. You know, uh, congratulations on the documentary. Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate uh, you taking time to visit with me. Absolutely. FacingNolan.com is how you can get information and updates on the documentary. Facing Nolan is the name of the documentary. Um, and uh, a, a pleasure. I'd love to do this more often if you're up for it, Nolan Ryan. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, anytime. All right, that's Nolan Ryan, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. There he goes, Noah facing that's awesome. Nolan.com. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't believe I've ever interviewed him before, but I looked over at you, Chris, when he said hello. And it's exactly how I would have thought Nolan Ryan would sound. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> right? I also picture him at home in a very comfortable chair in a gigantic cowboy hat. Right? I mean, like, that's... <laughs> that's true. Ready to kick somebody's ass at age 75. 100%. You know, he, so, could, he could touch the gun at his age. So Nolan's oh, memory yeah. is, is very good. Pretty spot so on. He yeah. had 26 complete games in back-to-back years, 73 and 74, for the California Angels. 222 for his career. In 73, he struck out 383 batters, which is the modern-day record for single season. Uh, 367 the next year. (laughs) I mean... Guys, back... Can you look up, uh, before you say what you're about to say, can you look up how many complete games there were in Major League Baseball last year? Well, I just just looked up. So he had 19 (laughs) after turning 40. Which is... Max Scherzer only has 12 in his whole career. That's... I mean, come on. Wow. (laughs) These guys stayed in the whole, the whole game. game. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like he far far is the Nolan Ryan of 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 the NFL, yeah. where Ryan's got the most strikeouts, wins, grand slams, given up wild pitches and walks. Yeah, like when you've done it enough, you're going to lead every right, category, right. good and bad. Yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, and it just he he sounds he sounds like Nolan Ryan would sound right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like he threw fifty four hundred innings. 
Holy so, so nineteen he is nineteen after turning age forty. Yeah. And there probably were not I'm just trying to think here. Were there even ten complete games in Major League Baseball last year? I mean, okay. how many no hitters were there? So you gotta assume like, oh, those were that's complete right. there games. Were a ton. Well, I yeah, mean, there were a lot. But less than Well, one of them wasn't wasn't Bumgarner like a seven inning one or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not these guys. Hey Nolan, what do you think of ghost runners? He struck out 301 guys in 1989 when he was 42. I mean, crazy. I know. So, guys, back in 93, I uh, realized it was his last time playing anywhere near me. They were playing the Indians. So I took a Greyhound bus. It was August of 93. Took a Greyhound to Cleveland by myself. I sat in the right field stands of Cleveland Stadium right next to a pole. Like, literally, the pole was on oh, my... All those old school stadiums, yeah. yeah. Lil and Ryan pitched seven innings, gave up two hits, and I just looked up. It was the last win he had in baseball. Oh, dude. Wow. And I, and, I, and I was there for that. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize cool. that was his last win till. Just now, but I'll never forget. First inning, he gave a hit. Then it was two hits, and I think it was seven straight of wow. no hit. It was amazing. Yeah, man, those old stadiums. I oh, remember yeah. it was 40, stadium it was 46. I, obstructed view. The obstructed view. They seats. were like, yeah, you'd actually get that on the ticket. Yeah, bro, I was right next to the pole in, in right field. Like, well, they still you had but not the foul pole, like an actual it, steel beam yeah, held the stadium. Yeah, it wasn't the foul pole. Fenway still has them. Still like that. Still has them. Is there an obstructed seat in Fenway? Oh yeah. There are. There's a lot. But yeah, I mean, it, it was just the fact yeah, that, that I, I hopped would, on the Greyhound solo. It was, it was just like, I got to go watch Nolan Ryan. That's awesome. That's how much I was into baseball at that time. Of course. Cool. You know. uh, I should know that there's obstructed seats in Fenway Park. I sat in one uh, a few years ago. The obstruction, though, was a guy named Sully who wouldn't sit his ass down. <laughs> <on> his <laughs> that was the obstruction. Hey, down in front. That's, hey. fair. That's fair. But of course, nobody told him to sit down. Of course <laughs> not. <laughs> Obstructed. Obstructed there. Like how many guys Sully's you think? Pole. How many guys named Sully were in the stands that day? Oh yeah, exactly. How many Sully's are in? Maybe? I mean, you know, it goes and see the Fitz Red or Sox Sully team. or Fitz. That's the way it goes. Fitz and Sully. <laughs> Let's open up a bar. Fitz and Sully in L.A. Had to be a few Murphs in there too. There right? Could have been a few Murphs. That's right. <laughs> Don't remind me about that guy. <laughs> you know what's coming? Murph. Free Murph. Well, he's excited. <laughs> his, his his Badgers are uh, the third Badgers. seed. Oh, by, by the way, I heard from him. The whole Badgers thing. <laughs> okay, uh, let's take a break. Phone calls and oh, when we come back, I've got a four downs. Hey, How about oh, them yeah. apples? Yes, an Let's NFL four downs. Okay, back here on the Rich Eisen Show in a matter of moments. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show talking about, with to our terrestrial radio audience now, about the Niners rumor that was put out on Twitter that they're talking to Deshaun Watson has been refuted by everybody who covers the team. Um, And the crazy notion that they just may like Trey Lance. That the similar, I shouldn't say similar because... They didn't make the NFC Championship game, but Alex Smith was there, okay? And the first year Mahomes sat, got some run in week 17 in Denver and got his beak wet and looked good doing it, and then it was his gig the next year, and then everyone's like, oh, gosh. If we had known that, why the hell did we stick with the veteran? Niners could be that team next year folks they could easily be that team next year and it's just the fact that lance didn't play the year before he was drafted but one game for a school that isn't on everybody's television set we don't know niner saw something in him and his skill set and said we're going to use a whole bunch of draft capital on him and then sat him and the reason why they sat him isn't because he's no good. It's because they could do it. They could do it. Bears wanted to sit Justin Fields in the worst way. Couldn't do it. You know? Couldn't do it. Because Andy got hurt. Right. Andy Dalton, I mean. So if Garoppolo got hurt significantly, they would have had to go to Lance for a longer period of time other than just two spot starts. True. They got, you got to get lucky as well. Certainly when Garoppolo had trouble staying healthy the year before. What do you think? They wanted to throw big Nick Mullins out there? <laughs> maybe, just maybe the Niners like Trey Lance. Is that that hard for people to believe? Well, if he was any good, they would have thrown him out there because Jimmy G had trouble throwing here and he had trouble throwing there and his shoulder was hurt and he had his thumb problem. But he's also full on read into the whole playbook and the locker room and everything like that. They didn't have to do it. And if you don't have to do it, that's to your benefit, not to the... To the detriment of your rookie. Now, the flip side of it, 
is Garoppolo didn't win the Super Bowl and didn't look like the MVP of the league in doing it like Rodgers did the last two years, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Jordan Love, see you. You know? Jimmy G was 9-6, and six, 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns. You think Lance does that next year? Oh, yeah. And the 20 touchdowns, half of them might be on the ground. He'll have more touchdowns, more total touchdowns. Absolutely more total touchdowns next year. Just 20 and passing touchdowns, 20 passing touchdowns. I understand that. And so... He had three rushing, so 23 total. Uh, I think Lance will, will account for more touchdowns than Jimmy G. How does that sound? And there will be... There will be Nine wins, though? Growing pains. Like NFC Championship game? I don't know. I need to see what the rest of the team looks like. How does that sound? I'll use that as an out right now. But if you're, if you're, if you're penning me in and saying, I have to choose right now because this is sports talk radio and that is the sort of world in which we traffic, I'll say, yeah. I like Shanahan. I like that defense. I think the kid has got a light on, and I think he's got neck up really, really Smart and something beats inside of him. You know? So maybe just maybe the Niners like Trey Lance and the amount of capital they gave up for him. They had to go ahead and make this move away from Jimmy G. It was going to happen. That's, I was telling you, you're like, what if he wins the Super Bowl? I'm like, then they'll get more for him. <laughs> right, 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 right. You can't use all that draft capital and say, Unless the guy's looked so horrible in practice and is just, you know, living La Vida Loca instead of putting his face in the playbook. And the kid who I interviewed the day before the Super Bowl that we played on our show, seek it out on YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, did not strike me as an unprofessional. He strike me as somebody who's ready to rock. And had he been given the reps, he would be absolutely looking more ready to rock. And I think chafed at the sense that he's not ready to rock because he didn't get the opportunity and he's ready to take it. So yeah, that's my take in the news that the Niners were supposedly meeting with Deshaun Watson, which has been refuted by everybody else. Is that maybe they just like Trey Lance. That's your headline. And I didn't say that in the higher register. You did not. Eh, you know, Trey Lance, maybe he could be that guy. I think they believe he can be that guy. Otherwise, they wouldn't have traded all that to get up to him. You just don't believe it. That's okay. We'll see. That's a beautiful thing. We'll see. The defending world champs reside in that division. Kyler Murray who will show up at some point, we assume, despite the Jerry Maguire-like manifesto his agent sent out, and the rebuilding Seattle Seahawks, who have not been mentioned in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, right? They haven't met with him. At least that hasn't been reported. Okay. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial um, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll do uh, some four downs. How does that sound? I like it. We'll do that because I would like to have some room to explore the studio space a little yeah. bit. We'll have a nice long final segment before Brett Michaels joins us here in studio hour number three. More of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. And uh, I want to hear how that Laker game went last night. <laughs> be fun. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the uh, Rich Eisen Show, um, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on the program. Are uh, are you ready? I've got a four downs for you right here. I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. just like constantly hitting refresh because there's so much going on. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's nuts. It's uh, do you want to get? Do you want to tell us what's going on first before we get to four downs? Nothing do too too crazy. James White back to the Patriots on a short deal. Uh, the Falcons uh, up their kicker. Uh, Koo, he's coming back. Uh, it seems like Tyron Matthew news is coming very soon. Everyone's kind of waiting for that. And let's see. Boy, uh, the Braves signed sign Matt him. Olson to an eight-year extension. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. Oof. And eight years. Let's see. Oof. What happened with Freddie Freeman, Chris? Uh, why would you sign? Why would you trade your top two prospects? For an Oakland Three of the A. top ten. Okay. Uh, I, look Oakland at, A, I look at that like Freddie didn't want to come back. Just didn't, didn't ha- wasn't happy with the deal. Wanted to get six years, wanted to get seven years. He's 32 years old. So they're not going to give a 32-year-old guy a six-year contract. No smart GM would do that. So instead, you trade for a guy five years younger, mm-hmm. and you lock him up for the next eight years. Eight-year deal, man. Oof. $168 million. Great deal. I mean, Good for Matt Olson. He's sitting out there in uh, Northern California for the Oakland absolutely. A's. And he's an Atlanta kid, you know, Georgia guy, born and raised, Braves fan growing up. So hometown kid comes home because to play for okay. his hometown team. And Freddie Freeman's going to either come out here to Los Angeles or go somewhere in the ALEs. Or go somewhere in the <laughs> yeah. ALEs. I mean, you talk about those are polar opposites. Oof. I mean, you're either living in Canada, you're living in New York or Boston. Or you're out here in Southern California, where he's from. Yeah. I mean, those are totally different lifestyles. Oh, very different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Totally different Eesh. lifestyles. I would say it's probably not all up to him. I heard Kyle Schwarber might become a, a Blue Jay. Yeah, that's how many saying. people can crank it out. Gosh, man, I wanted him back in Boston. We're gonna win all their great. games, fifteen to twelve. Is that what it is? Bichette <laughs> <laughs> Guerrero now like him. Spring training games in two days, boys. They're going to play games in two days. Yes, we are. Okay. We're back. So it's interesting, um, you know, who's still out there on the free agent market, right? For baseball? Well, uh, no, not for baseball, for oh, football. football. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Like, we're, we're at the same time here. You know? Okay, here we go. Ready to hit four downs? Hit it, Mike Del Tufo. Hut, hut. Four downs with Rich. Here we go. Why did you say? Okay, all right. I figured, you know what? Uh, we're in the middle of free agency. Enough has happened right now for me to just pause, give you three takes, and then one extremely hot take. Okay? <laughs> one extremely very hot take that I think you're going to like, Chris. Very Brock. hot? It's, I think it's... Uh, Scorch. 
Uh, Habanero? As, 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 uh, Ghost pepper? It's definitely one of those. Okay. Ghost pepper. You know, like, as you know, I'm not very spicy. No, I know. Uh, I don't like spices very Hot much. Wings. All right, here's a first down. With Russell Wilson now joining the AFC West, we've talked about it all week. Jim, we've talked about it for a whole full week since Russell Wilson was acquired uh, one week ago today uh, from this very four down segment. So uh, that the AFC West is the great collection of quarterbacks, the best quarterback collection in the uh, National Football League right now. So I try to see a metric as to what can tell you how special it is. And for the moment, this is, if all of them start week one, and I think they will, the first ever NFL division with all four quarterbacks featuring a career passer rating of 90 or better, which shows you all different sorts of metrics go into a passer rating. When you put it together, there's never been a division that's had a passer rating of 90 or better from all four starting quarterbacks. And... It's the first time ever in the AFC's history in which all four starting quarterbacks of a division are pro bowlers. Believe it or not, that's not happened before. Uh, pardon me. Uh, it's it's happened before in the AFC once since 2012. It was the passer rating thing that's never happened before in the history of the AFC. So you've got uh, four guys in the AFC West right now that are all pro bowlers the last time that happened was 2012 christopher and everybody would you like to guess who those four guys were in 2012 2012 a little trivia same division yes indeed 12 yeah i've kind of screwed the pooch here on delivering this news to you well, it's not the because it's, 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 it's the first time ever in the history of the nfl in the passer rating and then the last time this happened in the afc west and the AFC was 2012. I'll just give it to you. Uh, Peyton Manning for Denver. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. Philip Rivers for the San Diego Superchargers. Yeah. Carson Palmer for the Oakland Raiders. Oh. You'll never guess Kansas City's quarterback. 2012? He was a dynamite player in 2007. Oh. Geez. Not 2007. Uh, the year that Brady got hurt. Was that 08? Oh, 10. Oh, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Castle. Matt Castle. Yeah. Yeah, 08. 08. <laughs> That's the last time all four were Pro Bowlers. So uh, it's happened 10 times in the NFC. But how about that in the AFC? It's very rare. So there you go. That's how rare this group is. That's my first down. Second down for Second you. Down. Kirk Cousins. Can you put it up again, uh, Hoskins? The uh, amount of money that this guy has made. So much money. Okay. So Look rich. at how much money Kirk Cousins has made Fully guaranteed. Cash cow cousins. I mean, it's totally <laughs> nuts when you think about it. I wish he was Over my cousin. Over $230 million in his career. Over $230 million in his career. And it's just going to get larger and more and more and more and more. Since 2016, the most cash earned by a quarterback in the NFL, $159 million, is Kirk Cousins. Second on the list is Aaron Rodgers with a buck 52. Matt Ryan, $149 million. Russell Wilson, $147 million. And Matthew Stafford, 145. That's the most <laughs> money made by quarterbacks since 2016 in terms of cash earned. And you see what Cousins has done in terms of going year to year to year to year. Smartest and then you the sit world. here and you think to yourself, why would Lamar Jackson sign a long-term deal 
with the Baltimore Ravens after all of this. I know we kind of look at this conversation as Lamar's representing himself, and that's kind of weird. But my second down is here, why will Lamar go to the Cousins School of Business? (laughs) Because if you do what Cousins did and just roll the dice and figure that you're not going to get seriously hurt and your career will be over. What they didn't the franchise tag is larger and then you sign a three-year deal with the Ravens say guarantee it fully and then do it again and do it again and do it again could it be possible that he's just gonna go year to year and make the bank that I just made and I know the bank that I just told you is from a lot of long-term contracts but the guy at the top of the list is not Maybe Lamar's just going to go to the Cousin School of Business. <laughs> Man. Third down. Third down. All right. I'm going to return to this take, even though I apologize for it early on. Uh-oh. Look, when you are the guy at a spot for a long time, a very long time, you're, you, you're sure, you know, you want your team to do well and you'll root for them. But just for a couple of years, you'd like to see him understand what you were. And uh, what they have is not you. The fact that within 24 hours, the Steelers apparently are setting up a Mitchell Trubisky versus Mason Rudolph battle for the job with a rookie potentially looking on for the Pittsburgh Steelers. On top of the fact that Tom Brady returned means Ben Roethlisberger had a hell of a great 24-hour period. (laughs) I thought because, you said you didn't like the, your take. You know what? I'm kind of. I kind of <laughs> thought about it. Kind of thought about it. You know what? I'm Big Ben, and you're not. And I get to speak last now at my Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. My whole family. It's going to be right there in Ohio. Big Ohio homecoming for for me. And I'm not going to sit there and, despite everything, be oh the the oh yeah by the way quarterback. Because Brady's also in that class. With Gronk. Would have been Gronk and Brady and Big Ben. I mean. Great 24 hours for Ben (laughs) (laughs) Roethlisberger. Okay. Now before you get up. Thank you. Now before I get down. I'm not going to get up. I already put it to my left. Before I, I get to fourth down. Do me a favor. Look up. TB12 stats from last year, will you please? Okay. Fourth down. Yeah, they were Let's amazing. Let's Okay. Fourth down. They were amazing. Fourth down. I've got the hot take plank right here. All right, you want him? Tom Brady. How many touchdowns did he throw for last year, Christopher? Uh, in the regular season, he threw for 43, which Thank led the you. NFL. Uh, how many passing yards did he throw for last uh, year? In the regular season, 5,316, which led the NFL. Okay. My fourth down hot take is Tom Brady in his 23rd season in the NFL will have a better statistical year (laughs) and throw for more yards and more touchdowns next year than he had this past year. We on fire tonight. And and wins MVP. Well, I can't imagine that he wouldn't. I mean, he should have won this year. He should have won this year. I'll throw that in, too. Sure. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Why not? Thank you. Go for the week. Ah. Go home for the week, Mike. He had, he, he, he had the uh, the Bobby Cannavale uh, drop right there. Yeah, there you go. More touchdowns, more passing yards from Tom Brady. Oof. I don't know. 
but I view that's my four downs. Guys, two hundred. I think I finished stronger than I started. Two hundred thirty <laughs> yeah. million dollars. Okay. Yeah, I asked NFL uh, Network for some research to try and figure out why what um, what makes this division so good. So. Other aspects, just eight quarterbacks in the NFL have 60 or more touchdown passes in the last two seasons. Three of the eight are now in the AFC, Mahomes, Herbert, and Wilson. Do you know who's thrown the most touchdown passes in the NFL the last two seasons combined? Dak Prescott. That is not correct. He's not even on the list. <laughs> Tom Brady's thrown 83. Rogers thrown 85. Mahomes, 75. Josh Allen, 73. Herbert, 69. Nice. That's what you got to say, I guess. <laughs> 12 quarterbacks in the NFL have 8,000 or more passing yards and rush yards over the last two seasons. Four of those uh, quarterbacks are now in the AFC West. 8,000 pass plus rush yards to put it together. Oof. Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr gets slept on, man. He does. All four projected started quarterbacks in the AFC West have had at least one career Pro Bowl. That's what I just told you about. It's happened 10 times nice. in the FC's, NFC since 2012. It hasn't happened in the NFC since 2012. It's about to. One other thing I want to hit here. Uh, we missed. Did you see that the Pro Football Hall of Fame is moving the induction ceremony to the daytime again? Oh, finally. Moving it back. Noon kick with the speeches. Was that in anticipation of Brady and Roethlisberger on the same day? No, no. That's starting this year. Oh, okay. Starting this year, <laughs> well, they got to plan ahead, and so no, it went it went back and forth as to what is going to inconvenience the uh, Hall of Famers the most. To be honest with you, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be honest because um, it's it can get hot out there. That's what I was just thinking. These it are older get, gentlemen. It can get it's hot out there, hot. and you're you know, and then some of the you know um, returning Hall of Famers, you can get real hot out there for them, but. Kurt Warner didn't speak, start speaking until after 11 o'clock. Yeah, that was bad. And these returning Hall of Famers and the current Hall of Famers, what they want to do is have a memorable night. And that could be set up by having memorable speeches during the day. And the times that the post-ceremony, if you will, bashes to celebrate their inductions the guys who were inducted weren't showing up till 11 o'clock at night. And it went deep into the, I mean, oh, it's, you're yeah. like talking two in the morning, three in the morning. Everyone's yeah, just like, you know, like, just, yeah. it, it's, yeah, it's, it's long. It's long. That sounds like a party to me. Well, I, I know, know it does, fun. but if you're also sitting around, it's, it's not like you're just showing up like yeah, fully, you know, it's a long week and then it's a long day that you're waiting for speeches that are long. And, uh, you know, I proffer to say that you're not sitting there staring at your watch going, tick-tock, gentlemen, if it's noon, it's just like, okay, so it takes a little while longer. Let him speak. It's just a hot day. And I just hope it's not 85, 90 degrees. And, this- and Jim Kelly will probably say, just go off to the side. I created this spot. There's a nice cold one there for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Did you know? just do the, the guys who were first ballots one day and then the other guys? No, dude. With you that can't people, separate. I they're know. all they're all. I know, famous. I know. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. That's that's like that's uh, that's the thinking. pond. You know, the pools for you and the ponds for you. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. We got a pond. No, you just and you don't, you don't extend it. Just do it. Speak. 
get to the go to dinner. Didn't get to the, the time party. Of those speeches seemed like it worked well last they year. They did last year. I thought it was great. They I did. Watched and you could speech. still have the same time constraint, but you also aren't ending at ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, man. Well, we and then it's invariably at some point you're going to get somebody who's just going to say, "I don't care about these times. <laughs> I'm, I'm going long. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going." And you sit back. I've been waiting a long time. So I heard that. I was kind of like pleased to hear that. <laughs> because I can get a 7 o'clock flight out of Cleveland. <laughs> but I can. So it's more about your convenience. Than- you know, there is no I in Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm part of the team. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Irv. There. I'm not going to wait 10 minutes for you. Rich, well, you know me. You yeah, know me. You ain't waiting. Rich, can I just uh, fill you in on what's happening right now? Yes. Please do. So, Brett Michaels is here. Ah, I, got right. to, I got to imagine. He has tweeted out, want a chance to talk to Brett live? Call now. So, people are calling right now to talk to Brett. So, if you, if you look in the call, call screener screens. list yeah. and it says <laughs> fan of Brett Michaels, that's what's happening. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you so know, we're gonna take here's 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 what I'll here's what I'll say. Uh, here here's here's what I'll say. It's his birthday. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's his birthday. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Ordinarily, I would say to him, "Hey, Brett, do I tell you what set list to play?" <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm <laughs> right. right. I mean, I'm a host, which means I'm a control freak. Of course. But Rich, we have nothing but, but a good birthday. time on this show. That's right. Now, nah, well done. Look at you guys. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. So that'll be fun. I love it. By the way, shout out to Adam for just stream, streamlining this and just, and just saying, fan of Brett, fan of Brett Michaels. Michaels. That's it. Well, he's just, the phone's he's probably ringing off the hook. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's probably, he's oh, probably, he's he's probably going he's FOBM now. FOBM. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's back there answering the phone like, hello, Rich Eisen Show, talk dirty to me. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? I mean, he's probably I not. He's that's not what I would say. That's just me, though. It would be pretty funny. By the way, the, the audacity of Chris Brockman yesterday of asking me about Kirk Cousins, even though he had $230 million in the bank, would I rather be me yeah, exactly. or would I rather be Kirk Cousins? Look, yeah, me and TJ. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd love me some me, and my life is dope. I do dope stuff, but man, $230 million, Chris. Let me tell you something right now. You could call me anybody for $230 million. <laughs> no, I don't care. Absolutely not. I don't care. Anybody. That's absolutely not. What is the stupid construct you guys <laughs> Chris Brockman well, so TJ was, was going on and on yeah. yesterday yeah. about yeah. How, how much money Kurt has make, made, and I was just like, I don't care how many zeros. I would not become him. Instead of me, I'd rather be me. Well, With the amount of money that. that I have now, then become Kirk Cousins and have $230 million. If Kirk won a Super Bowl, would you change your mind? Oh. I'd have a Super Bowl ring. <sighs> With $230 million. Like I said. Okay. If I had $230 million, you know, what I did at the Seriously. Lakers game yesterday, I would do every week. You, you know? See, by the way, uh, fan of Brett Mai has been put in. <laughs> <laughs> Tough couple minutes for Adam in the back. 